Enter God's gates with thanksgiving and God's courts with praise. Enter with thanksgiving. Easy to say, isn't it? And here, well, and here we enter with thanksgiving. It's easy to do here. The presumption of thanksgiving fills this place. It's expected and encouraged. But enter with thanksgiving to the doctor's appointment. Enter with thanksgiving to the family meeting at the funeral home. Enter with, with thanksgiving into the hardest conversation you've ever had in your life. Enter with, with thanksgiving into heartache and hardship. I remember the enormous sense of gratitude I felt when I married Marty, when each of my children were born, when you called us to be your pastors, entering marriage, parenthood, employment with thanksgiving, that I can do. But hardship, trial, challenge, challenging circumstances more than once, I've exited with thanksgiving. It was hard. It was difficult. But I learned a lot. I made it through the time of trial, and now I'm a better person. Exit hardship with thanksgiving. Amen. But enter with thanksgiving. I've had a hard time this week with thanksgiving. Uh, Quite literally, actually, the T on my... Laptop has been stuck. You know how many times a pastor preparing bulletins for two services and a sermon types Thanksgiving in the week leading up to it. I tried to type it, but it just kept ending up being Hanks. And I thought, well, you know, let's just make it easy and preach another sermon on Tom Hanks this week. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. But with the letter T working or not, It's still hard sometimes to say the word Thanksgiving. In retrospect, yes, posthumously, I can even say the word, posthumously, yes. On a way out of a situation, after weighing all the evidence, then we can say thanks. But a preemptive, premeditated Thanksgiving, before you even know what it is you have to be thankful for, A.J. Jacobs might be someone you're familiar with, an author who has written a number of books in which he he places himself in these complicated, often humorous situations. Some of you read his book, My Year of Living Biblically, or you've seen his uh, TED Talk, where he spent a year literally trying to follow every command in the Bible, often to difficult and humorous results. One of the commands he followed was the one in our text this morning, Psalm 100, and he tried to give thanks as much as possible. He became enamored, he says, with the practice of gratitude, and he forced himself to say thank you all the time to everyone. After the project was over, he kept that that discipline and often at his family food table, he would, before the meal, he would give thanks, not necessarily to God, but he would give thanks to everyone who brought the meal, to the farmers, to the uh, people at the grocery store. He'd list them out and say thank you. And his younger son one day just kind of got annoyed by it, rolled his eyes as sons can only do and said, Dad, that's fine. But it's also totally lame because the people, they can't hear you. They're not in our apartment. So if you really are committed, then you should go thank those people in person, hoping he would just shut his dad up. And A.J. Jacobs heard in his son's words, a new book project. His recent book, Thanks 
a thousand. A gratitude, a journey chronicles his attempt to thank every single person who was responsible for bringing him his most valuable treasure in all of life, his cup of coffee. And so he travels down the road, first meets the barista again who served him and told him thank you. Here's her stories of all the people who have complained to her during the day. The nine-year-old who yelled at her because she got the cream wrong in her latte. He finds the pest control company that sprays the warehouse where they kept the beans and calls up the woman who answers the phone and tells her thank you for keeping his coffee bug free. He calls even the CEO of Exxon and thanks him for the gas that was used in the tanks of the delivery trucks. It took him months and took him around the world thanking over a thousand people who made his cup of coffee possible. His journey ends in Guatemala and he finds the actual farmers who grew his coffee beans, the Garanzo brothers who were paid a fair wage and have a nice coffee farm. He learns how the process happens, and he thanks them, and they tell him, well, well, we couldn't do our job without a hundred other people. The machine that, that depulps the coffee fruit is made in Brazil, and the pickup truck they drive around the farm in, that's made from parts all over the world. And the journey continues, the journey of gratitude. It changed him. He says now in, a, in, in various interviews after the book came out that he now enters every situation with thanksgiving on the elevator he give thanks that he didn't fall and the cord didn't break and the people who maintain it and everywhere he looks he sees something to be thankful for he mutters in his head over and over again a subconscious thanksgiving so much goes right in the world jacob says but it took forcing him to enter life with thanksgiving before he could see all the goodness around him So why? Why, maybe how, can we enter with thanksgiving? Now our psalm today, Psalm 100, one of the most famous of all psalms, lifts up two reasons that the psalmist proclaims that we can give thanks. Two truths on which people of faith place their lives and every experience therein. First, the psalmist says that we can enter a situation with thanksgiving because the Lord is God. Now, at first glance, this doesn't say much. It's a phrase we hear all the time. The Lord is God, but the English hides the depth that's found in that simple phrase. Literally, in Hebrew, Yahweh is Elohim. Yahweh and Elohim being those two names in Scripture for God. Throughout the early part of the Hebrew Bible, these names are thrown around in different parts of Scripture. In our translation, Elohim is often rendered God. Yahweh is Lord, often capitalized. It may not mean much to you, but when Psalm 100 was first sung, it could have very well been a revolutionary statement. According to Scripture, Elohim created the world. That's what Genesis says. Let us make man in our image, Elohim. And Moses at the burning bush asked that voice from the bush, who is it that is sending me into Egypt to free your people? And the voice says, I am that I am that is sending you. I am being that verb, the to be verb, which is the very root of the name Yahweh. Yahweh, the name sticks, the name of God. And the psalmist tells us the Lord is God, the one who created you. Elohim is the one who saves you, Yahweh. 
God is the one who begins your life and sustains your life. God is the one who frees captives and makes ways where there is no ways. Your God delivers. And it is the God, this God and Lord, who makes you and you belong to God. So enter with thanksgiving for all of your life from beginning to the end is in the hands of this gracious, creative, liberating God. The second reason the psalmist gives for entering with thanksgiving is a reiteration of the first. We are God's people. We are the sheep in God's pasture. It's a variation of that first point, but this poetic restatement drives home the relationship we have with the one who created us. We are God's sheep, God's flock. God, the one who holds everything in divine hands, also holds us. Guides us, the whole world, with all its ups and downs, its challenges and opportunities, friends and foes, dangers and blessings, all of it exists inside God's pasture. In another place, the psalmist says it another way Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. No matter the door you enter, no matter the situation you enter, You can always enter it with thanksgiving because you're always entering into God's pasture. You're part of God's flock. God is leading you. You are under God's care and God never lets us down. That's why thanksgiving is an act of faith. It's not about knowing or foreknowing outcomes. It's simple faith. I am thankful because I trust in God. I give thanks not because I have it all figured out, not because nothing ever goes wrong, not because I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this will all work out for good. I give thanks because I have faith and faith is a choice. It's an attitude, a demeanor. It's not the result of having all the answers and and all of life figured out. It's a predisposition that you put on when you're faced with trial. Faith is a choice to see hope where there is no hope. Faith is a decision to walk through the valley of the shadow of death because the good shepherd is leading you through it. Faith is the twin of thanksgiving. They're two sides of the same coin, two stanzas of the same song. I am thankful Because I have faith, I have faith because I am thankful. As the psalmist sings, we have faith in a God that is good faith in the Lord that in the Lord's steadfast love, which endures forever faith that God will be faithful to all generation from the first generation into the last because all are held in God's faithful hand. So this is Thanksgiving. So so this Thanksgiving. No matter if you can say the word with confidence, no matter if all the keys on your keyboard are working properly, no matter what door you may enter into or be exiting from, no matter the situation, no matter what's on or not on the table or who is or isn't seated around it, no matter the matter at hand, enter into it, all of it, with thanksgiving. It's not naivete. It's not foolishness. It's not denial. It's gratitude. Faithful gratitude that God is God and we are not. And that everything that happens is held in God's hands. That our lives are beautiful, created by God. And that 
all that is, all that we have, and all that we are is a gift of God. So in life and in death and joy and in sorrow and struggle and in ease, we enter with thanksgiving. We enter the gate because every gate leads to God and every season of life exists in God's courts for we are God's. And because of this faith, we give thanks. Amen. I invite you to sing a simple song of thanks as we prepare to come to the Lord's table. Number 531. Thank you, Lord.